Hi, I'm Adam Sanford. I'm an academic life coach and professor in Los Angeles. And I'm Dinur Bloom. I'm a college professor in Los Angeles. And this is Learning Made Easier, a podcast where we discuss how we learn, how we teach, and how they overlap. This is episode 124, How to Make Study Time Work for You. Have you ever finished a study session and felt like, I didn't get anything done, or I don't remember what I did? Do you feel like you need to make your study time more effective, but you don't know how? Good news, you're not alone. Many students approach studying as a general thing, and that can be a problem. Come home, you go to your room or the dining table or wherever you can spread out your books and plug in your computer. You sigh, you open up the textbook. Then you start reading the current chapter because that seems to be the thing you're supposed to do. And three hours later, you stop studying and you have no idea what you read because all you did was read. You didn't take notes. You didn't write down concepts or ideas. You just read and read and read, and it feels like you have nothing to show for it. And that's because that is passive studying. That's studying that doesn't actually help you learn. It just feels like you're doing something while you're sitting hunched over your textbook. Now, in order to make study time work for you, to make it work in your favor, you're going to need to adopt active study strategies. This means you make informed and aware choices of what you're going to do during any specific study session with a list of goals for that session. So when you finish it, you'll be able to look back on it and say, I got this, that, and the other thing done today. Active study strategies include planning what you're going to do during your study time, deciding whether you're going to be bringing new information into your brain or checking the information you've already put into it having a list of different ways to study so you're not always just reading and rereading the book and recording what you did at the end of the study session. So when you plan your study time, it really helps to be specific about what you're going to do during that study session. If all you do is write down study sociology in your planner or study math, that could mean anything. Without a specific plan, what you end up doing is scrolling through the learning management system or reading and rereading your notes or looking at the book over and over again, but you don't remember much and you don't make effective use of your time. Try this instead. Be specific when you plan a study session. Make sure that when you plan study time, it goes beyond study sociology and looks more like Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. Make flashcards and self-quiz for sociology. Wednesday, 2 to 4 p.m., take self-quiz. Friday, 4 to 6 p.m., get together with study group and go over missed items on self-quiz, then play flashcard games with flashcards. This will allow you to identify specifically what you need to do in that study session, which makes it a lot more effective. It also makes it more likely you'll remember what you did, which will help you remember what you studied. Win-win. Now, sometimes during a study session, the goal is to learn new information, but other times it's to check and see if you know the information you studied in earlier sessions. Now, Denor and I interviewed Gretchen Wegner of the Anti-Boring Approach to Powerful Studying in our episode 20, 
and in it she described the study cycle, which is her tool to help students study effectively when they sit down to study. So in her system, you find different ways to get information from the books and other materials you're working with into your brain. That's the first step. Then you check to see if it's stuck. Can you pull that information back out? Can you retrieve it? And if you can, great. And if you can't, find a different way to study what you missed. And then do the check again. And keep doing this learn, check, learn, check cycle till you can retrieve everything you learned. Once you've done that, all you'll need to do is a quick review before the exam or the quiz because that information is already in your brain and you know because you've checked. In order to plan the study session, you'll need to have a list of things to do while you're studying. Gretchen Wagner asks her students to make a list of ways to get the information in and a different list of ways to pull the information back out. Ways to get the information into your brain might include reading the book, watching a video, making notes on books or videos, listening to a podcast and making notes on it, making flashcards, creating self-quizzes, and many other activities. The goal with this kind of tool is to find ways to get brand new information into your brain. Then, make a different list of things you can do to check and see if you know the information. Two of the most known ways are using flashcards and taking self-quizzes. You can also download worksheets from the web if you're in a math class, rewrite and reorganize your notes, or teach the information to someone else, which will expose the holes in your knowledge. Plan every study session as either a learn session or a check session. Also, limit how much time you allow yourself to spend studying on any given day. This trick forces you to make the most of the time you do allow yourself. If you're sitting and trying to study for several hours at a time, limit yourself to one hour to create 50 flashcards. That can go a long way toward making you a lot more efficient at what you want to do with your study time. If you allow yourself one hour for study, but you make sure it's focused and planned study, you're going to get a lot more done than you realize, and you'll probably remember what you did afterward much better than if you just sit there and stare at a book for three hours. Finally, record what you did. Make some notes right at the end of the study session. I made notes on pages 124 through 138 of the book. I still need to look up four terms and create definitions for them. Or I used the flashcards I made two days ago to check and see if I know what I was studying. Out of 25 cards, I missed six of them. So I'll create a self quiz on those six terms and take it three days from now after rewriting my notes on those terms. This gives you a guideline of both what you did so you remember what you actually did do productive work. It also reminds you what you need to do next, and that's gonna help you plan out your next few study sessions. Now, when it comes to our experiences with it, I had a student who was spending four hours a day on each class she was taking with me. So basically eight hours a day on two classes, and she just was not getting anywhere. She was very stressed, very upset, uh, she was an older student, so new ways of studying beyond read the book over and over and over again had not really occurred to her. So after an office hour meeting, I required her to plan out what she was going to do exactly and to limit herself in the first week to no more than two hours per day per class, and then 90 minutes per day per class the next week, and finally an hour per day after that. And she was freaked out. She was like, how am I ever going to study if I only get an hour per day? And I said, because you're going to know what you're doing in that hour instead of sitting down and going, okay, now what am I doing and trying to figure it out, which just leads to you spinning your wheels and wasting time. 
she found by planning out what she was going to get done, she accomplished a ton more than she had been accomplishing. She was a lot less tired. She was a lot more focused and she retained a lot more. And she did it all in a lot less time than she expected to be able to do. Because when you put a limit on how much time you allow yourself, it's really motivating to say, I only have it till four o'clock. It's 310 now. How much can I get done in one hour? I'm going to try. As an undergrad, I tried getting study groups together in different classes I was taking, at least for our tests. And in a few classes, we became friends. We hung out both because of class and a lot outside of it. We would go to the library to study, but we'd also go to local restaurants or coffee shops, and we would bring our notes and materials to study. And going to these places made reviewing something to look forward to. And one, you're getting good food, and who doesn't want that? Two, we were going to relax, but we were also going to get some work done. And that kind of reinforced that relaxation is knowing that we are there to get something done and we are going to do it while relaxed. And I honestly felt like I got more from those classes because I was able to understand material a little bit better. We would talk through it. But we were also looking forward to reviewing because we were able to make it something fun instead of a chore. So how students can use what we have been talking about today. Try the techniques. Use the study cycle of learn, check, learn to get information into your head and then pull it back out and use a bunch of different ways. Plan exactly what you'll do during your study time and limit how much time you give yourself. And then see how things look in a week or two. Are you remembering more? Is it easier to pull that information out of your memory? We'd be willing to bet this is going to make your study life a lot easier. The way teachers can use this episode? Teach students about these techniques and tools. Although it may seem like it's stealing time away from course content, teaching students how to study effectively will curtail so many problems at the start and stop so many problems that could have happened down the road that it's worth taking that small amount of time away from course content. You'll be pleasantly shocked at how much better your students get at studying when they realize it doesn't just mean sit with the book open and read it over and over and over again. So that's what we have for you in episode 124. If you're finding this podcast helpful, please share it with your friends. We're always hoping to get new subscribers so we can help more people. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Android. We're hosted on Blueberry.com. And we'd really appreciate it if you could write a review of this podcast for us on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to join us next week for episode 125, when we'll talk about how to deal with test anxiety. You've been listening to Learning Made Easier, a podcast about how we learn, how we teach, and how they overlap. We want to say thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon who make this podcast possible. If you want to support us, please go to www.patreon.com slash learningmadeeasier. And we look forward to seeing you next week.